Hey folks, Larry from Achieving Reality, the podcast. Have you been trying to figure out what subscription box to sign up for? If you're a movie buff, then I've got what you need, baby. Horror Pack. For just $19.99 each month, you'll get three DVDs and an exclusive. Or you can spend $24.99 and snag three Blu-rays and an exclusive each month. Just go to horrorpack.com and pick your plan. Now, you've been told what to do, so go do it. Horrorpack.com Yay. 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 I contributed. Yay. Yep. everybody it's time for another team rally the podcast this week we have a special guest marissa is on and we talk about 20 weird foods and for metal news we talk about the trans-siberian orchestra i know you're not going to say they're very metal but they are really good and honestly you got to give credit where credit's due all right so sit back relax and enjoy this episode of team rally the podcast We'll see you at the end. Bye-bye now. Hey, Rizza. Hey, Larry. Hey, Chris. Hey, Rizza. Hey, Chris. So what do you have for us today? I have something kind of new. Okay. Kind of new? Yeah. I've done them before, but I don't really know how to market this one. So I'm going to go... You? What? This is a preemptive. No, no. Well, it's not going to really need an ew so much as a huh? Uh, 20 weirdest foods ever marketed. So I'm calling this Larry's Lists. There you go. Top I could, 10 yay. I could... Well, oh, yeah. Top 10 yay. Totally forgot. Duh. Top 10, yeah. oh, so, uh, take two. Orchestra announces Christmas Eve and other stories tour. Okay. Okay. It's a really killer. I, I wouldn't mind seeing them. I mean, if their stage show looks anything like they've got going here, it's pretty damn cool. There's lights and stuff, and there's little icicle lights hanging from the ceilings, and there's windows. Well, and then I, I'll, I'll try to see if I can win tickets on, right. on one of the local radio stations. Does that, does that help? Yeah, if you want. <laughs> After an incredibly trying <laughs> year for everyone, we are beyond excited to be able to say that we are bringing Christmas Eve and other stories back to all of y'all. I really y'all. Yeah. Uh, said guitarist Al Petrelli. Sharpton. Yeah, because I want to see him play guitar. Uh, we were amazed by the turnout for last year's live stream and how many of you continue to celebrate this tradition we have created together. It's been 25 years since Paul first introduced all of us to this timeless tale. 
Let's celebrate this milestone event together. God bless and stay safe, everyone. As the dates are as follows. I think it's, a, oh no, here we go. The 17th, they're in Wisconsin and Iowa. 17th of what? Of November. November. The, November. These dates are all in November. November. They're in all of these yeah. cities on November 1st. Sioux City Falls, State College, PA, Hershey, PA, Denver, Colorado, Wilkes-Barre, PA. That's uh, a flight. Colorado Springs. Colorado again, Salt Lake City, holy shit, uh, Rochester, New York, Manchester, New Hampshire, Spokane, Washington, Worcester, Washington, Seattle, Washington, Unclesville, Connecticut, Portland, Oregon. Jesus Christ, people. And that's just November. Okay. And that's... Whoever's doing their bookings needs to get fired. Yeah, well, every single one of those have been, except for the 18th and 19th, It's the 17th is two different cities. One, Green Bay and, and, and Council Bluffs. That's Wisconsin and Iowa. Then it's South Dakota, PA. Then they go down a little bit and they go Hershey, Pennsylvania on the 20th. And then Denver, Colorado on the 20th. Wilkes-Barre, PA on the 21st. Multiple, then Colorado Springs. Multiple versions of the band. Like, it's got to be. Yeah. Because otherwise, damn, they're going to get off the plane. But, like, <sighs> yeah, but then it's the 23rd and 24th is Utah and New York. 26th is Spokane and Manchester. That's New Hampshire and Washington. Yeah, it's got to be two touring. So it's got to be two, 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 two touring bands. So December 1 is Nashville and San Jose. December 2 is Cincinnati. Hey, well, you said Nashville? Oh, and San Jose. That's a lot. Again. Yeah, it's got to be two different. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, I know their band is huge. Like, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra is massive. And Nashville, where is well, it? Unless you're like the... Oh, it's at the... Where the... Ryman Theater. No. Oh, oh please, no. They wouldn't even be able to fit in there. It's, um... What the hell is it called? Where the Predators? Yeah, at Bridgestone Arena. Well, unless you're, like, a major fan of theirs, you're not really going to notice members. No, well, they probably the split the two members. Like, one group goes on one side coast, the other group goes on the other. And then, like, if they meet somewhere in the middle, they might switch and then do... Who knows? So then, you go from that. On the second, it's Cincinnati and then Fresno. On the third, it's Toledo and Sacramento. On the fourth, it's Dayton and Ontario, Canada. On the fifth, it's Grand Rapids and Phoenix, Arizona. So they, at least they have off on the sixth. On the eighth, it's Columbia, South Carolina and Oklahoma City. Ninth, it's Greensboro and Austin, Texas. Tenth, it's Greenville and San Antonio, Texas. The eleventh is Charlotte and Dallas. The twelfth is here at Gas South Arena, so... Uh, where the glands play. Atlanta. Yep. For those people who are not familiar with where we are. Well, it says Atlanta, Georgia. You said they're here, but she didn't say where Oh, yes. Is. Yeah, Atlanta, Georgia, and Houston, Texas. Then it's back, apparently, into North Carolina for Raleigh and Birmingham at the BJCC. Um, let's see. Uh, the 16th is Charlottesville, Virginia, and Jacksonville, Florida. And then it goes to Philadelphia and Sunrise, Florida. Then Belmont, New York and Orlando, Florida. Then Allentown, PA and Tampa, Florida. Buffalo, New York, Newark, New Jersey. Indianapolis, Washington, Chicago, Columbus, Ohio. Didn't I already say Columbus, Ohio? You said something. No. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. St. Paul, Minnesota. Detroit, Michigan. Pittsburgh, PA. Kansas City, Missouri. Cleveland, Ohio. And they end it all in St. Louis, Missouri on the 30th 
of December. So I wonder what radio Screw station. You, I wonder if there's one radio station here in Atlanta that's going to give away. Or well, you know it's going to be B98.5 at minimum. But maybe the other one, too. Uh, what, 94? One of the two, anyway. And it might even be the river. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because these technically are classic rock guys. Yeah. It's a holiday show, so. Yeah, yeah it's a holiday so, so It could be all so. of them. Well, except yeah. for 100, you know, in the sports yeah. channels. Sports and news radio. Oh, you could always listen to The Fish. They'll probably oh, do pro- it. They're pro- yeah, that's true. They probably have some objections. Why would The Fish have an objection to a concert about Christmas? It's not Christmassy enough. <laughs> it's the barest minimum of things to set people off anymore. Yeah, fair enough. They're playing secular Christmas songs. Yeah, most of them are. Like Here Comes Santa Claus. Yeah, they're Christmas songs. Here yeah. comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Jingle balls, jingle balls. <laughs> that's not secular. That's early. It's disgusting. <laughs> so there you go. So that's uh, that's a little bit of metal news. There'll be some more at another time. <laughs> About something different, I assume. Yes. So cue metal Christmas. This technically would be top 20 yay, though. So it's the 20. Let's put over two episodes. It'll be yeah, great. Two, it's yeah. 20 of the weirdest Tune foods. Tune in next week for the 10 top 10 blah, blah, blah. The continuation. 20 of the, of the top of the truly weirdest foods ever marketed. Okay? Okay. So number one, ham and bananas hollandaise. Bananas coated in lemon juice, wrapped with mustard slathered boiled ham pieces, and baked in the oven. Oh, I'm burping. This dish is, I think I'm throwing up. This dish is topped off with luxurious hollandaise sauce made from a powdered mix. This masterpiece of the 70s came from McCall's Great American Recipe Card Collection from 1911. So it was produced by a company and put out as an actual product. No, but, but it was a recipe card. Right, but it was still marketed. Number two, devil's lettuce salad. Oh, I'm sorry, deviled lettuce salad. This one better. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I like, just can't stop eating this salad, man. Maybe. It's so great, man. It's great. It tastes like shit, but I just can't <laughs> stop eating it. It smells weird. Maybe like a wedge. Cheeto croutons, man. <laughs> maybe like a wedge salad you would find in a steakhouse today. Think again. This gem from the 60s is loaded with weird flavors and combinations. This recipe was brought to the public by Miracle Whip and contains instructions on filling half a head of lettuce with a mixture of Miracle Whip cream cheese, canned deviled ham, chopped onion, chopped green pepper, and pimento. Mm. I'll try it. It didn't look too bad. Number three, to the victor, celery. Called Celery Victor. This recipe came from Betty Crocker as part of the Calorie Counter Collection. There are actually two versions. One using fresh celery. Yeah, that's fine, but I'm bad. It's a pretty bad. And one using canned celery hearts. I don't know if I've ever seen those in the store. I've seen palm and water chestnut and artichoke hearts. Uh, have you ever looked for it? No, but I've never really looked for artichoke cards too, but you end up seeing it. It might be one of those products where they have like three cans of it in a little row and then just so they can say they have it. Fair enough. 
Each serving weighs in at a whopping 25 to 30 calories. The ingredients? I'm happy you asked. Celery. Celery. Water. Water. One beef bouillon cube. Low calorie Italian salad dressing. And pimento. Again. This dish is literally celery boiled in beef flavored water. Mmm. Sounds delicious. That's what we're having for dinner tonight. I try it, though. Fresh out of celery. Does it work with broccoli? No. <laughs> Numbers four. Th- Actually, I have on occasion boiled broccoli. Well, it goes into the mix with everything else. Oh, so yeah. Technically, yes, it was boiled. Four through seven. Anything in gelatin. All right. <laughs> Let's, let's give it three slots and say anything in gelatin. Yeah. The 60s and 70s were riddled with savory and sweet dishes with gelatin. People love making the simplest, delicious foods, quote, better by molding them in gelatin. Some examples. The jellied tomato refresher. Crapple. A combination of tomato juice, beef broth, Worcestershire sauce, green pepper flakes, lemon juice, garlic, and cloves, all brought together by gelatin. Did I mention this is a dessert? Hmm. Not necessarily. It's a salad. Just because it has gelatin. No, everything in mayo is a salad. (laughs) Tina says so. Ah, there's a throwback. Tuna fish mold. Tuna fish mold? Nope, tuna. Tuna. Just, just, you, I don't think tuna is moldable. But it might be. You have to use a lathe. (laughs) (laughs) This recipe came from A1 Steak Sauce and involved... Wait, wait, wait. wait. It's a tuna recipe from A1 Steak Sauce? Yep. And it involved mm. blending tuna, mayo, celery, or tuna, mayo, celery, peppers, and A1 steak sauce. Mixing it with water and gelatin to form a beautiful, jiggly tuna fish, ideally in a fish-shaped mold. We they, have one of those. They have it in a ring mold, though. And a Better Homes and Gardens new I cookbook. I don't know which would be worse, the fish mold or the ring mold. I'm going ring mold. Hey! Lime cheese. He had a ring mold, but his doctor gave him an ointment. <laughs> It was moist ointment. It was a moistment. Lime cheese salad, anyone? Lime cheese salad? Yeah, that's what I said. Mm. I'm not sure. What do you think? Well, you can put lime and cheese in Mexican food. Fair enough. Oh, there is. That's true. Whoever thought of mixing lime jello with onion and vinegar? Someone thought it was a good idea and then decided to add cottage cheese and mayonnaise. Cottage cheese. <laughs> and mayonnaise. That's What's nice. missing from this odd mixture? Jello. Seafood. <laughs> Seafood salad. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, oh! Oh, shit. Ew. Shouldn't have scrolled down that last page. Nope, I shouldn't have. Silhouette salad. You have to look at it from the side with the light shining from the other side. Knox. It needs to be backlit so you can't see what you're eating. Exactly. Knox promoted this chicken ring dish. Chicken rings? Just that alone. To appeal to ladies trying to keep their figures in check. Here, eat these chicken rings. It includes Knox unflavored gelatin mix with canned cream of chicken or cream of mushroom and shredded turkey or chicken. Oh, darn, you can't eat it. It also suggests adding chap... Chapped? Well, why the hell not? You you make it wearing chapped. (laughs) Chopped onions, peppers, chopped onions, <laughs> chopped onions, peppers, and pimento. 
<laughs> pimento again. Where's the pimento? To the mixture before placing it into a mold to set. Well, pimento was a favorite cheese, apparently. Easy cheese. No, it's not. It's the, the pimento pepper, not oh. pimento cheese. That would have been At cool. this point, it doesn't make a difference. Oh, yeah, it does. Because number eight is up. Apple stuffed prawns. I'm sorry. Apple stuffed with prawns. Apple stuffed with prawns? Yes, sir. Or apples stuffed with prawns. Apples stuffed with prawns. All right. Well, I don't think that's any better. No. I was just kind of saying, what's apple stuff? <laughs> I don't know if I want apple stuff. Hey, I everybody. Apple sauce is, but apple stuff. The Fruit Producers Councils back in the 70s. Just pick up potato masher and mash apples. What is it? It's apple stuff. <laughs> that'd be apple. No, actually, that'd be apple sauce. Just mashed up some apples. Well, you mash it up just to a point. Ah. Just before it becomes sauce. Fruit producers. Count, We're desperate. The, the Fruit Producers Council back in the 70s said, hey, <laughs> let's see what happen, apples happens with apples, lemons, mayonnaise, olives, Tabasco sauce. It says tobacco sauce. At this point, let's not be judgmental. We don't know which it is yet. I'm going with Tabasco sauce. Pickles, tomato paste, and shrimp taste like. At this point, I would I could go either way. Then I don't think the tobacco sauce is gonna be any worse. True. Then someone thought it might actually be they didn't make stuff with tobacco. So it, you might be right. Then someone thought this strange seafood salad should be served inside hollowed out apples. These goodies were traditionally topped with whole prawns and stuffed with green olives. Mmm! Prawns, apples, and olives. And mayonnaise, tobacco sauce, or Tabasco sauce, pickles, tomato paste, and lemons. So you can take like almost any two items, but maybe the apples, and pair them. And combination all together. Well, yeah, you could definitely do shrimp and the citrus and or the Tabasco. Well, you have you olives and pickles. Got olives and pickles. Yeah. Hell, you could make a nice shrimp salad with the olives and the pickles. And mayo and Tabasco or tobacco sauce. Not tobacco so much, but Tabasco sauce. You can do something with that. I'll have to look that up. Tobacco sauce. It probably exists. Maybe. New from Arrow Products. Marissa. Says, I need to be, uh, she's the she's uh, the researcher. Yeah, we're not used to having our yeah, researcher yeah, yeah. here. Number nine. Number nine. Aorta cup steak pudding. This recipe is from the twenties and was intended. Should have stayed there. <laughs> and was intended as something as a novelty to provide petite individual tasty bites without having to worry about leftovers. So, tapas. Well, just from the sound of it alone, you're going to have to worry about leftovers. Because I ain't getting eaten. <laughs> it allowed you to prepare just the right quantity. The small print in this recipe is what matters most. These steak pudding cups are made from steak and a Torah. Oh, not aorta. A Torah. Oh. You need, you need to, I'm about to get to that. The book? What? No, that's, isn't that Torah, Torah, Torah? No, the Torah. No, oh no, no, not the Torah, no. This is a Torah. I need a steak and a biblical text. <laughs> and a bibliotech? No, a biblical text. <laughs> you need to read the fine print to realize that a Torah, not a Torah, but a Torah, is shredded fat that surrounds the kidney. This is really a steak and kidney pudding covered in the paste of flour and water, then steamed to perfection. That's very specific. Yes, the it is. The fat surrounding the kidney is Apparently a specific it says, name. the original, a Torah, shredded suet, 
for dumplings, pastries, puddings, and pies? Or is that picks? Pies. I know. Hey, you know what would make that look better? No. A Torah. You mean a biblical text? What? No. Who? What? <laughs> no! You want to make this better? What? Not eating it. <laughs> oh, I've actually, we've done this one before. I've done this one. I've not made it, but we've mentioned this one before. Number, number 10. No. Number 10. Just number 10. Well, <laughs> bologna cake. Have you looked up the other thing yet? Tobacco sauce? It doesn't come up. Then it's Tabasco okay. sauce. It, yeah, this is this one is probably for the best. Yes. This one has been around for decades. It is still popular today with <laughs> air bunnies. Especially in the South. It is not really a cake, but it resembles one when it's finished. This dish layers bologna with a mixture of cream, cheese, Worcestershire sauce, and onion. The entire outside is quote frosted with the cheese mixture. The cake is then decorated around the outside with spray, che spray cheese and served, uh, and well, there is an olive with a pimento in it. And served with crack crackers or crusty bread. <laughs> what? <laughs> you hiccup this, I like it's crappers. Oh, yeah. Well, it's yeah. served in a crapper. But <laughs> that's what you're gonna wow. wanna eat. Why waste a trip? <laughs> I almost wanna make this for the show. I could just picture the picture on our Facebook page of you just holding the plate up. I would, and I would cut it like they have it here with a big old, you know, cake cut slice wedge, out cut, of it. Cut a wedge out of it? Yeah. All right, we're just ahead of the storm. So, bologna, cream cheese, onion powder, and optional cheese whiz. And Worcestershire sauce. Oh, Not cheese whiz. Sauce. Spray cheese. Yes, spray cheese. Well, you can get canned spray cheese. Uh, spray. Yes. You can get canned <laughs> cheese whiz, so it would be the cheese whiz brand spray cheese at that point. But no, at that one, I would get, literally, it just says spray cheese. I want the spray cheese, but I wanted the can. It was, yeah. See? That's what it looks like. Wow. What? Somebody went through a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, funny enough, that actually looks like just the opposite of the picture I have. I have the case. That's case. the slice. She has the slice. That's the slice out of here. That's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. I found your missing piece. Yeah, exactly. All right. We ready for the next one? We're having balloons. <laughs> oh, no. No, we've decided we're not doing that anymore. But at least there's still Worcestershire Aww. sauce man mayonnaise. Can we, can, we, can we do it with spam instead? No. It's not a sheet cake. <laughs> Number 11. Liver, sausage, pineapple. Oh, who lives in a liver sausage under the sea? <laughs> Don't want to know. SpongeBob SquarePants. This recipe appeared around 1952 in an edition of Better Homes and Gardens Cookbook. We need one more recipe. Uh, liver and pineapple. No, liver sausage pineapple. Because then they make a big deal out of this just in a second. It's not liver sausage and pineapple. No, no. It's liver sausage shaped and decorated to look like a pineapple. Well, that's not as bad. To be clear, it is one pound of liver sausage mixed with lemon juice, Worcestershire sauce, manganese, in the shape of a pineapple. Manganese. Manganese. That's like a mango aioli. <laughs> sure. The outside of the pineapple is frosted with unflavored yellow gelatin. All right. And mayo. You frosted gelatin. 
Well, it's mixed with the mayo. Oh, okay. That's where that's how you. And decorated dollars. with olives stuffed with pimento. But that's just gonna be such a weird ass texture. Better yet. I thought like frosting is gonna be like silicone. Better, better, yeah. Better yet, mm, the frosting's chewy. The author of the textbook suggests topping it off with a real pineapple top and serving this delightful appetizer with coffee. This must be written on the back of their resignation. No, but they do have some really good-looking puffs there that look like they're filled with um, ham salad. And then they have apparently That's an odd thing. Well, then they have another I mean, thing of they. I'm, the, I'm not against it. I'm not against it, but why I mean, not, can, can you serve it with like crackers or toast or what? Yes, you have to because that's they do have crackers oh, and other okay. things. It's like a charcuterie plate from the '50s that okay. would give you a heart attack. I'm, I'm talking about the puffs, not the pineapple. All right, here's your favorite, Chris. You ready for this? Applesauce. No. Black beans. No. Spam Fiesta Peach Cups is number twelve. Well, you had me up to the peach cup. <laughs> All pork canned spam and canned clean peaches. Did we tell you that's the theme of your birthday party this year? Spam Is fiesta. Spam fiesta. <laughs> I thought about it. Don't don't put it past me. I did think about it. Who's bringing the pineapple? Combine this. I get the bologna cake. Combine. This is the food list. This is I food am list. doing the bologna cake for her birthday. Oh Jesus! Oh look, Jen wants you to talk to her. This recipe was marketed by Hormel as a way to bring California sunshine to winter meals. Are you ready for this recipe's ingredients? You already know at least two of them. Spam and fiesta. Ground spam. Ooh, ground spam. Rolled oats. Millet. Ketchup. And moutard. Rolled into individual balls. The balls are then placed into halved cling peaches and broiled for just a few minutes. Boy. The picture they show me is just a sliced span. What did the peaches do to them? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. How do we punish these peaches properly? Exactly. Now, you know, if you get ground spam, you could make spam burgers. They already have that. Do they? Yeah. You can actually, well, I mean, you got to order them. They have spam patty. Spatty? Ew. (laughs) Oh, here's another one that you'll love. Pat them. Here's another one you'll love, Chris. This is right up there because it's one of your favorite things. Hot Dr. Pepper. Hot Dr. Pepper. Someone decided winter was a great time. That's like the rule 34 of Dr. Pepper. 24. 34. Well, they got 23 flavors. So 24. Rule 34 of Dr. Pepper. Hot Dr. Pepper. Someone decided winter was a great time to market Dr. Pepper as a hot beverage. An ad from the 60s. Well, I haven't tried it, so I can't throw stones yet. But an, ad from the si- an ad from the 60s shows a snowman happily enjoying a warm mug of soda. The, quote, recipe tells the reader to simply head... I could probably figure this one out. Regular or doctor... Head. Heat. Regular. It says head. Regular or diet Dr. Pepper in a saucepan until it's steaming. Next, pour it over lemon slices and enjoy Mm-mm. No? No. Why no? I said no. 14 through 17. So they're doing another big jump again. Ooh, he almost spit that everywhere. 14 through 17. Nasty stuff. Food trees. Food trees. Oh, you're going to love this. Broken bush. What was spam? 
Just like things in gelatin and, lo- and loaf form, food trees were popular. <laughs> it's like the peaches, except it's a croaking bush of spam bones. <laughs> Uh, popular in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, the novelty of eating something from a tree of food apparently made for lively conversation and happy guests. Oscar Mayer hostess tree. The instructions to this delightful centerpiece attraction uh, includes how to hand assemble the actual tree using styrofoam, wire, and parsley or other leafy herbs. Or, as they say in the UK, herbs. Fucking H in it. <laughs> I know, but it sounds better with, with no H. It also provides a diagram of how to decorate your tree for maximum appeal. Basically an artificial Christmas tree for your kitchen table. The ornaments are attached to the tree with toothpicks, include a variety with of Velcro. <laughs> of de- well, it was created back in the fifties. With unflavored gelatin. <laughs> a variety of deli beets and accoutrement in all shapes and sizes. They are rolled cut and applied to look like tree decorations. The green of the tree and the red of the meats make a perfect choice for this holiday table. Well, if you're Jewish, they don't make blue, I guess, blueberries? So it'd have to be a... <laughs> be a silver tree of blueberries? Yeah. yeah actually, it might be quite touching. Possibly. The shrimp tree. So I have two different trees. One no, that's no, green, no. one that's silver. And blue. Up. And blue. Now, if you find a blue tree, you have some problems. Not necessarily. It could be blueberries. Blue tree? You need silver food. No, no. It, yeah. But you have to have silver food. So those little silver crusty balls you put on ice cream. The shrimp. Hershey's Kisses. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. Or you get some bacon spray paint. <laughs> the ultimate irony. You can't put bacon on a Jewish tree. And it's blue cheese. But it's inedible. Oh, yeah. It's real spray paint. Because there is edible spray paint. Just saying. Now we're putting too much thought into this. The shrimp. Well, you can put any food on it if you had the edible spray paint. That's true. You can. You can spray paint anything, any color. It'd be cheese. It could be cheese, but then it couldn't be meat. And you can't put any crustaceans because that's not kosher. So it'd have to be like. Well, you know, you can't put seafood on it anyway. Why not? Shelf life. You wait. The shrimp Christmas tree. Uh oh. Some version of this holiday tree has been around for decades. It's similar to the Oscar Mayer yeah. hostess tree. <laughs> no, no. But uses shrimp. To shimp, shimp, right? shimp, shrimp, yeah, shrimp, shrimp, just like shrimp but different. No shrimp, yeah, shrimp, shrimp. What? What about Mo and Larry? That's <laughs> shrimp, not shrimp. Shrimp, shrimp's the other brother they don't talk about. <laughs> He's their bridge between them and the Marx Brothers. It's weird. Shimpo, shimpo. To create a garland around the tree, the shimp are attached to styrofoam cone covered in greens. The tree can be decorated with pimento olives for Marissa to give the effect of having ornaments. Okay. The Christmas... I, I, just, I want the snark on this one. The Christmas tree cheese ball. Nothing? You got nothing. Well, that would make it even better then. No holiday party in the 70s with without one of these classics. Soft cheese shaped as a tree and garnished with herbs, oh, no, we didn't have sausages, olives, and anything else that makes it look like a holiday tree. Oh, boy. Oh, no, we didn't have one of those. We had a cheese ball. <laughs> Even better, the cheese pine cone to go with it. Who's talking to me? A cheese pine cone was oval-shaped with pecans. Oh, cool. Sorry. 
It's Jim. He told me that his 5K package finally showed up. Well, it means that we'll probably get our... He team. says yours may be on the way. Okay. So the cheese pine cone was an oval-shaped, was oval-shaped with pecans or almonds, make you nice and break out, inserted around the outside to resemble the outside of a pine cone. Weirdly enough, the picture they're showing me looks like the cheesy hash browns that you get at Cracker Barrel. Okay. But with a rich cracker stuck in it and raisins. 18. Food candles. This is very phallic, by the way. It's a bacon candle. It's a picture of a banana with cream on it and a cherry on top in a pineapple. Oh, boy. When does the candle come in? Well, it's like that. So it looks like a candle and the pineapple would be the holder and the oh. banana oh, would be it. the... <laughs> <laughs> the candle. Why are you and... flicking him up, man? What did he do to you? There's no shortage of recipes that are shaped and act like candles and candle holders. One such recipe from the 60s calls for a mixture of cranberry and mayonnaise mixed with gelatin. Once solid, a birthday candle, an actual candle, is inserted into the top. Others are made from bananas like the candle salad. This classic sits on a bed of lettuce topped with cottage cheese. That don't look like cottage cheese. A pineapple ring is placed on the cheese, and a banana candle is... That just sounds wrong. Banana candle is inserted into its hole. The entire dish is topped with a maraschino cherry and mayonnaise or salad dressing. Why do you have to put a mayonnaise or salad dressing? Just take the stuff off and leave it the way it is. To make it look cummy. I mean melty. They had that thing that you can hollow out the middle of a banana and then put like stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Like chocolate or something? You should do the same, but you just drop a wick down it and put some actual candle wax in there. That'd be just too weird. 19! Oh. Yeah, but think about the, look I like, on, think about the looks on your guests' faces when they come in and see the banana candle, but it's actually burning. Yeah. 19! Tuna and pear pizza. I don't know what to think about this one. I like... I'm trying not to. I like pear gorgonzola pizza. I like pears... This is another gem like from tuna. the Fruit Producers Council like tuna. from the 70s. Found on the recipe card yes. from Marguerite wow. Patton's recipe cards of 1972. Recipe cards from the 70s should be banned. This pizza is made from a sauce containing a combination of tuna and pears. Blech. It is chopped with pickled walnuts and anchovies. It's hard to imagine what this one tastes like. Mm. This isn't fishy enough. What else we got? <laughs> that was some hair, too. <laughs> That's what this thing needs. Speaking of herring, Marissa. Oh, boy. Creamed eggs in corned beef crust. Or This it's one's... The adjectives that make it unappealing. <laughs> this one's hard to describe, let alone look at. You just said it. The recipe comes from a 1965 book called, and I might buy this, Happy Living. A guidebook for brides. Okay, perfect. I'm buying this and you giving it. No, I already am. <laughs> I'm buying this and giving this to someone who's getting married. Oh, jeez. And it's gonna be wrapped up in gorgeous paper with a, a really related, nice card. Wedding gift for Tim. Yeah, or Indy. Actually, he'd get a kick out of it. Yeah, Indy would make a new series out of it. Tim would just look at me and probably hit me with it. The crust is made from white bread and corned beef. The filling is a mixture of, oh, you can't eat this, mushroom soup, cream, and hard-boiled eggs. Need we say more? You can tell me how it tastes, Chris. We can find something else instead of mushroom soup. Cream of celery? Onion soup? Do they have cream of onion soup? There's got to be a 
cream. Well, it does just say oh, mushroom just... soup, so it could just be any. Mm. No, it could just be. Any... It doesn't say cream because it's already got cream. You, you're adding cream, so it could be a cream of mushroom soup. So you could just go with um, vegetable broth. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Oh no, wait. Uh, bone broth, but not pumpkin spice flavored. Because that'd be weird. That'd be weird. That would be weird. But no, I'm making a, a crust. That would, put, that would that would put that. I'm making a crust of white bread and corned beef. The pumpkin spice would make it weird. Pumpkin spice would put it over the top. Yes, it would. So that is the 20 weirdest foods ever marketed. Never want to do that again. Oh, you didn't want to try any of these recipes? I I told you I'm going to make the bologna cake. Okay. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Banana candle on top. <laughs> but the banana is not really a real banana. I will go find a fake silicone banana <laughs> to put on it. I'm just going to be like, oh, look, and go to eat it and be like, ah! If you're going to go to silicone, right, you could just go down to the novelty store down here. And get it. That's what I'm talking about. So, Do you have any of these with a wick? You have any of these shaped like an actual banana? No, I don't want it to buzz. <laughs> so You might ought to. <laughs> Bend down in the cake and it's just there, flop and wiggle. <laughs> The cakes is going rubble. <laughs> mayonnaise going everywhere. I don't want to get it on the carpet, okay? <laughs> well, if we have enough people, we won't be doing it here. Okay. You'll need one of those remote control ones. Three pounds. Sausage pineapple. Give it to Klaus. That sausage pineapple, same way. Yeah, but it has that, that gelatin frosting on there. Yeah, but it's gelatin mayonnaise. I don't, I don't know how that's gonna work. It's set up like rubber. <laughs> yeah, I guess. All right, cute. 60s or 70s gross food music. Right in there it is another episode of Achieving Reality the podcast done and done. I know the uh, twenty weird foods took a while, but uh, I think some of those are going to get made. I really do, and I liked the Trans Siberian Orchestra thing. It's good to see that they're still going strong, and the dates on that were just crazy. I honestly do think it probably is two uh, separate bands with some of the same members, you know, or some of the not the same members. That'd be weird, but some of the members from the original orchestra. But who cares? All right, so for Chris, Marissa in parentheses, and everybody else involved, I'm Larry saying, don't forget to tip your waitress. Hey there, listeners. Larry here. If this is your first time listening, then, hey, how's it going? You're listening with a friend. 
or just kind of ran into us, I can help you find us some more. You can find us by searching on Spotify or Podbean by typing in Achieving Reality in the search bar, or you can go on Facebook and type in Achieving Reality and find us that way. Thanks a whole lot and keep enjoying the show. We love you all. The hosting's chewy.